Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning into Bravo Happy Hour and the Real Housewife of the West Side monthly crossover series, Housewives Happy Hour. I'm Megan O'Donnell, and I'm here today with Jess Zeta for an extra special Housewives Holiday Extravaganza, where we break down our favorite moments in Housewives Holiday history, who will be on this year's Naughty or Nice list, and we'll end the show breaking down what Bravo products you should give to your friends and family. I feel like we should have like holiday music playing in the background. The entire episode. <laughs> the entire episode, just like jingle bells. <laughs> just like a really low silent night just playing throughout the duration would be really kind of <laughs> ominous actually <laughs> i was unloading the dishwasher this morning and i was singing out loud by the way one of my favorite holiday songs i don't know if anyone's familiar with the in-sync merry christmas happy holidays song oh, circa 1997 maybe <laughs> I, mean, I was singing it out loud and my husband informed me that he was going to put me in time out if i continued to sing I I mean, you're like, put me in timeout and then you'll see what happens and you sing louder. (laughs) Right. I was like, this is an amazing musical song. Okay. I'm like not even a big Christmas music person. However, when I go into stores and hear it, I'm instantly in the mood. I'm instantly sold, but I would never like be in my apartment being like, you know, like I'm literally trying to think of one. I'm like, Uh, You know what I do? I have music on all the time for my dogs who are special needs and need like constant. I mean, whatever I've created monsters anyway. So if anyone downloads the Sirius XM app on Apple TV, they have these, they have like 52 extra holiday music stations that they don't have on like the regular Sirius XM in your car. And, uh, I'm quite a fan of holiday chill out. That's a pretty You're not good. I am not. It's it's like you're you know just chilling like in Pottery Barn. That's pretty much what it is. And then the other one that I listen to regularly is the Holly Station. Although Holly, they play Mariah Carey "All I Want for Christmas Is You" pretty much like on the reg every three hours. So that one, like, it, you gotta tap it out. But uh, I, I tend to only listen to it. You know, like I'll get like in the mood and I'll listen to it for a little bit and then I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> Once I like, brought up. Uh, Mariah, I realized that I could listen to that song like throughout all 12 months. Like it's not just a December holiday thing for me. Like I feel like that is one song where I'm like, is it even a holiday song at this point? I feel like it's like a full-time, full-time fandom. <laughs> full-time, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I get into it and out of it. And then my husband makes fun of me because he's like, you know, we're Jewish, right? <laughs> And I'm like, it's not like I'm singing, like, I love you, baby Jesus. I'm singing, like, rocking around the Christmas tree, you know, or, like, Santa baby. Like, just the dumb holiday songs. So 
Anyway. Do you get a Christmas tree even though you're Jewish? We do not. I'm a, I'm a pretty good Jew, I have to say. <laughs> uh, I do have like a uh, like a, a me- what is it called? It's like the the the, the, the what is that called? The stuff that you put on your mantle. Garland. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> see, <laughs> all of my I religion have... school and the church that I attended growing up is really coming into handy. <laughs> that yes, I have. Um, I made like a garland swag that I put on top of my mantle with a matching wreath, but I like Hanukkah jewed it up a little bit. It's <laughs> basically all like gold and navy blue, and yeah, and then you know those balls that you put on Christmas trees, those like shiny balls. Um, oh, yeah. all the balls. <laughs> all the balls. I have those in like different blue and silver and gold and white tones. And I just put them in like glass faces on the fireplace. I basically do decorate for Christmas. Everything's just blue, silver, and gold. Okay. That works. That works for me. And, and honestly, that's a gorgeous little color it. scheme. Like exactly. love a red and green, but also like a blue and white is very nice for the home. It is. It is. Yeah. So, you know, we're chewing it up over here. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh my God, Chris McGuff. It's lapping this year, you guys. Oh. Is it? It is. Yes, it is. Wow. It is overlapping. Hanukkah's late this year. It's the same week as Christmas. So Merry Christmas, uh, Miss Merry Christmas. Uh, I swear <laughs> I'm not drunk. <laughs> I'm over somewhere. here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You have like a big cup of eggnog, like really getting in the season. Does anyone like eggnog? What the fuck is it anyway? I never understood what it is. I don't know what it is either. I know my uncle makes like this really boozy version of it. And it's like one glass and you actually are passing away at the dinner table. Like, like Are far- there actual eggs in it? I have no clue and I've never asked. The concept disgusts me where I'm thinking like yeah. there's booze, there's milk, there's eggs. I'm like, what am I drinking? And then you taste, take a sip and you're like, it's divine. But then, yeah, you're like, oh my God, I've had like, I think maybe there's like brandy in it. I'm like, I don't drink. Is it like Kahlua or something? I have literally, again, no idea, but maybe I'm like, I'll put it on my list. Please like, DM us. Let us know. <laughs> right? Let us, let us know. Eggnog. Are there even eggs in eggnog? But are there even eggs? <laughs> that is the great story of the holiday season. Okay. Seriously. Should we get into our top 10? Let's get into the fave moments because there's a lot of them, obviously. But I think one thing we have to point out, I think, up front is that only a few shows film during this time. So there's no OC, there's no Vanderpump, there's no Southern Charm, there's no Dallas, Potomac, Beverly Hills. It's weird. It's interesting that they don't film during those times because I think holiday season, people are going batshit crazy. And I feel like it's a good time to really film. <laughs> really catch some moment. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I was, yeah, we were talking about that. It's really interesting because Beverly Hills, I feel like wraps up right before the holidays. Uh, and then the OC usually starts filming like right post holidays. So, and then actually this is the other thing I was noticing when I was doing my excuse me, hard-hitting research, because I'm (laughs) Diane Sawyer over here, um, that I noticed that New York, they didn't really do a, 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 I guess, official Christmas episode until kind of recently, until like seven, eight. Before that, it was like there would be little, you know, Christmassy parts here and there, but like this Berkshire's Christmas is really kind of a recent thing. 
Yeah. And I think once the Berkshires Christmas happened, they were like, we are filming on the same schedule forever to have this weekend always, always available to viewers because anything that happens in the Berkshires, it's the Berkshires for a reason, a reason because (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I'm starting to sound like Dorinda. So I think Real Housewives of Jersey and New York are perfect holiday places to be filming. For me, I love New York Housewives. If you listen to my show, you know that I'm a Rony girl till I die. But I think I we're both in agreement that I think everyone's in agreement that Rony is the number one, right? I don't think that's even like a disputed thing. Yeah, I think people in the beginning were like, Beverly Hills is my favorite or Atlanta's my favorite. But I think at this rate, like in terms of like strong seasons, season after season after season, I feel like New York is just unparalleled. Like there's never a sale season. Yes, I'm a little I'm a little weary about this upcoming season. Say it's Bethany, but it's okay, you guys. We need to band together as a country. Guys, I'm a I'm a believer. I think I think Roni can survive without Mrs. Michael. (laughs) <laughs> you're, a, you're a believer or a believer oh oh I'm both I'm both you know that <laughs> let's be real I'm a huge actually I really am a huge Justin Bieber fan it's I don't know why I not even like for his music but for everything that he's about which like I don't understand I don't know why like he's a Jesus freak at this point which I shouldn't make fun of Jesus freaks because this is the holiday episode but <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, is he going to Kanye's church now? Isn't he a member of Kanye's new church slash cult? Yeah, which whatever. is like the biggest cult nonsense ever. Oh, Everyone's like, just like a sidebar on Kanye. He's like a big Trump supporter, like total asshole, saying all this shit about Nazis and slaves and all of these ridiculous things. And then you know, a year later, Chris Jenner's like, okay, Kanye, you're gonna try to become a priest because. Uh, because maybe the public will like you if you try to be like a good Catholic boy where it's like, dude, you're not fooling us. But but have you heard that theory that he's just creating this church for like tax purposes? Like basically, essentially like what Scientology does. And I was like, okay, now that makes sense. I mean, Chris Jenner was like, okay, what's one way that we can funnel all of the money that right. we make as a family through a uh-huh. non-tax organization. They're like, Kanye, open a church. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, uh, exactly. Okay. You know, Chris is just seeing dollar signs. She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> She's got exactly. a hard on for the t- <laughs> She's like, we're going to fuck the IRS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh well, back to New York Housewives. So I was doing lots of <laughs> random research and trying to pick out things that I remembered. And there's a lot of monumental moments during the holiday season. However, there was one that I forgot. And so this comes from season five, episode 10. And the episode is called You Want to Do Me in the Where? And... <laughs> so Countess Luann is hosting a Christmas party for Life and Style magazine. Like all the That's ladies... Fine. This is when Aviva's on the show, uh, Heather's on the show, Carol's on the show. This is the first season that Bethany's – actually, no, this is, I think, the second season where Bethany's not on the show. And all the girls are hanging out. Sonia's there, whatever, whatever. You throw your kids out of the car if <laughs> if they're listening right now because I'm about to drop some, some bombs. But – they are at this party. All of a sudden, this band comes in, and it's three dudes carrying, like, big brass instruments, and they all have mohawks. So already you're like, what the fuck is happening? Then, oh, my God, this is amazing. I forgot this, about this, too. I had never – I it had been years since I had seen this episode, and I was so glad it's back into my life. And you guys, go go and watch it. I, I give it a 
I give it a 10 out of 10. So the guys come up and the women are all supposed to be singing Jingle Bells. Aviva doesn't know the lyrics and she's like, what are the lyrics to Jingle Bells? And they're all just like, just stand and smile and try. Like, oh my God, Aviva, as a Jew, come on, every Jew knows the lyrics to Jingle Bells, come on. And then she was like, let me see if I got it. And then sang it fully. It's like, so what are you so scared about? But that's not the thing that piqued my interest. So the band starts playing good times. The ladies are singing. The ladies are singing. They're done. And then these three mohawked psychos (laughs) get in on a microphone and a megaphone and just start screaming, I want to fuck you in the ass, like loudly (laughs) at this holiday party that Luann is hosting. And then all the women are like, what? Ramona is like, what the fuck? Did you just say he wants to fuck me in the what? Huh? Huh? They're screaming this. Luann is like, oh my God, stop singing these dirty songs. These are not okay. These are not okay. And then another man screams, I love that hoochie coochie movement. I don't know. I just never, I, it had been such a long time since I've seen this and I completely forgot all of the women are completely scandalized. And they all are like the fact that Countess Luann who wrote a book on manners hires these guys and you know, doesn't do any vetting of their stuff. So I just thought that was probably my favorite moment that's ever happened in the Bravo holiday sphere because it was just pure, pure comedy gold. Well, it's kind of a precursor to our next couple top moments as well, because the the that was kind of, I feel like, the impetus or the beginning of the Countess's, I don't know, transition, if you will, into this, like, Miss, you know, it's Mrs. Dale Subs, you yeah. know, from that to all of a sudden, you know, like, boating pirates. Yeah. So it is, it is kind of a transitional moment. I mean, at that point, she's like, you know what? I do want to get fucked in the ass. Mm -hmm. And then from that point on, everything changed for her. And you know what? You know, arrests, marriages, divorces, uh, touring cabaret. I've been to jail. (laughs) (laughs) I've been to jail. I've been to prison. I've been to prison. It's been rough, ladies. Well, (laughs) Okay. Well, my, uh, my number one moment, I, and I don't even know, by the way, did we decide if we're going from 10 to one or one to 10, who the fuck knows, whatever. I don't even know if I have 10. I feel like I'm just going. I I counted yours. I think you have 10. I think I have 10 too. I, I started big here, guys. I I was kind (laughs) of like, I started with the big one. So my first, uh, I don't know, highlight, I guess is, also, Roni, season eight, episode nine, titled December, Berkshire's County. <laughs> and it's kind of Lou versus everyone or everyone versus Lou, whatever. Uh, and it started with, you know, we're in the Berkshires at dinner and Luann and Bethany are having their disagreement about the inception of Skinny Girl. And they we do the flashbacks when they were at dinner and Bethany, you know, has her old hair or whatever, has her old jawline. And Bethany is like, it was my idea that I told you about, that everyone else, that you told everyone else you thought of it. And Luann's like, well, we were together when you said it. And uh, so they, you know, go back and forth about that. So that's one little, I mean, a lot happened in this episode, but that happened. Also, Bethany is pissed at Lou because Luann's asking Bethany about who she's dating. She doesn't want to say. She calls Luann Grey Garden. She and then she, you know, just kind of unleashes on Luann, and we have this a big, huge meltdown. Which, of course, I have an audio clip we can save for later. But 
she's like, Luann, you're a hoe. You pretend to be someone you're not. You're not a girl's girls. And then Bethany's like, what married man have I ever slept with? What 25-year-old have I ever fucked? You fuck everyone, and then you pretend you don't. And she's like, you're a slut and a liar and a hypocrite. <laughs> totally, like, unleashes on Luann. And then she also says that Luann is being a bad friend to Sonia because this is when, you know, Luann and Son were gray gardens with the ice and all that. She's like, you bring dudes home to fuck. And then, you know, I was thinking about it because, you know, hindsight's 2020. And from what I've heard from, we're just going to say different sources, reputable, about (laughs) Sone and her uh, habits, I was thinking about it. And I'm like, was Bethany maybe inferring that Luann was, like, exacerbating Sonia's, like, medical recreational medication issues. I don't know. I, I think well, could, there could be something there. Uh, and then, of course, the other moment we can't forget to mention, Lou is pissed at Bethany because, quote, you stole my hair. <laughs> we cannot forget about that. Stole my haircut. And then Bethany comes back and she's like, what are you, single white drag queen? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think... The fight was so heated, and Bethany is calling Luann every bad name in the book. And Luann literally takes it on the chin, and at the end of it, only cares about the fact that Bethany has her haircut. Like, that is all she cares about. That's all she cares about. (laughs) And Bethany said to her, she said, you know, you're the type of woman that girls don't want to bring their husbands around because you'll sleep Uh with them, and you'll take them away. And that is such a disrespectful thing to say, which like, you know, I don't know if she's oh, right or wrong. Like a flaming whore, like 82 times. And all the man gives a shit about is she's like, you saw what, what your hair, you stole my hair. Like, God forbid you take Luann's haircut, call her a whore all day, but God forbid you, you know, steal her hair. And then, but, Oh, by the way, also Ramona's pissed at Lou because she's like, no, I was dating Tom. Tom. Okay. Okay. I'm not that And then by the way, this episode, I could watch this episode just on a loop all day, every day. There's so much <laughs> in here. But you guys, one of the biggest things that happened in this episode, one of Dorinda's most iconic moments is this was the I Made It Nice episode, but I rewatched it with closed captioning because I'm deaf from eight years of Soul Cycle. And <laughs> I, I swear that's why I'm deaf. I swear that's why I can't hear anything. Anyways, her actual quote is, I cooked, I decorated, I did it nice. Not I made it nice. I did it nice. I did it nice. That's a good Dorinda. Oh, my God. I've I've been trying. (laughs) That's a really good Dorinda. Anyway, so try and beat that. I mean, you really can't go wrong. And also, there was also so much bullshit around this trip. Luann is being called a snake, whatever, piece of trash, in every, every single negative comment. And yeah. Jules's father is literally dying from a pneumonia. And yes. Luann goes outside to have a cigarette. And Jules is, like, sitting outside. Like, I guess was on the phone with someone in her family. And she's like, oh, my God, Lou, like, I'm really struggling. Like, my dad is going through it. And Lou is like, can you believe what Bethany said to me? And Lou didn't even let Jules have a single word. And Jules just looked at her and just shut up and was like, well, whatever. Talk about Bethany. And then she literally made a comment, like, there's so many bigger things happening right now. Like that this is like not really priority for me. And Lou is like, again, I don't even know what you are saying to me. You're not listening 
to my story. And like, that's literally that all that matters. So, but it, it, that was the other thing. Uh, I, that was the other, that's a good point because in watching that episode, I was thinking that too, I was, cause I rewatched it again today. And I was thinking that too, I was like, you know what, this episode completely encapsulates Jules's like housewives career. Like no one really gave a fuck about Jules. The entire episode, you just kind of see her, you know, like this ancillary character walking around and she's just like constantly, like at one point she tells Luann, like Bethany's in the middle of screaming at Luann and Jules is like, so should, should we go unpack or something? Like no one pays attention to <laughs> yeah. Even the camera guys like Jules, get the fuck out of here. And you're like, can you go out on the, the front porch and make this call? Because, you know, the, your audio is pulling into, like, uh, Bethany fighting with literally anyone who looks at her. And Bethany, like, walked into the house. Like, the other women were there. Sonia was not invited on this trip because she was, quote, too sensitive, which is yes. ridiculous. So that I thought was so rude of Dorinda's part. I always really didn't enjoy that about Dorinda, how she would just blatantly leave Sonia out when... Sonia was going through enough and the last thing she needs is to like have her friends all ditch her. But then to be like, Sonia is such a crazy emotional woman where I'm like, you invite Bethany here. And we all know Bethany is like the golden child. She gets invited to everything, but you know, she's causing all of this drama, all these rifts. And then at the end, Dorinda was like, well, thank God Sonia wasn't here to have to see that. It's like, no, you should be saying like, Maybe I should rethink inviting Bethany and Luann rather than Sonia, who really will just drink eggnog. Like, again, she'll be like, oh, she doesn't know what's in it, but she'll just drink a, a gallon of it, <laughs> which is what we want. She may use, you know, yeah, she uh, Sonia is always just kind of like a joy to be around. But that's the other thing. I mean, OK, so I'm looking over both uh, your notes and my notes and I'm like, OK, this whole basically the entire holiday season of season eight is just like moment after moment after moment. And yeah, I mean, it's like season eight, well then, and season 10, but season eight is where also where everyone's like, um, what's going on with Tom? This guy's kind of a skis, blah, blah, blah. This is the other thing. So this is my, my next moment, season nine, episode nine. So a year later, this is before Luann and Tom's wedding. In Palm Beach, <laughs> West Palm Beach, excuse me. Yeah, watch and, watch your facts, Jess. I know, I know, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> um, everyone's trying to talk Lou out of marrying Tom. Everyone's like, dude, Tom's a fucking, no one can, I mean, I wonder if Lou has ever gone back and watched that episode and just been like, wow, I was such a fucking idiot. But oh, this is also when Bethany is just like having her fucking meltdown. She is just talking about, I mean, she's just having a full on horrible meltdown. She's like, my life is shit. And she's, she's like, "Uh, yes, I'm rich, but my life is a fucking disaster. And then Carol chimes in. This is when Carol's like, yeah, he's a really bad guy. And he's sending these emails and blah, 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 blah. And then Bethany goes in the other room and starts crying. And then Bethany has her big meltdown with Luann and Luann's like, dude, like what's, what the fuck? And she's like, he's just, he's a bad guy. I feel like you're making a big mistake. He's cheating on you. And then this is the other thing that I totally forgot about too. Ramona wins the chocolate Santa and has a, is a complete wackadoo. And she's like, Oh, I'm going to bring Avery the chocolate Santa. And Bethany is like, what the fuck? Your daughter's in college. Like she can go buy a chocolate. Santa. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? And this is also another uh, memorable episode 
this is not only did we get wow, Bethany, wow from Ramona, because <laughs> it's also Bethany versus Ramona. Bethany's calling Ramona a shitty friend. And she's like, well, you did kind of uh, say that I was a loser on the Brooklyn Bridge and <laughs> you're not a good friend to me, all these things. And Ramona's like, wow, Bethany, wow. Which, okay, it kind of leads me into my next moment, and then we'll go back to your list. My next moment, which is the next episode after that, episode 10, which is called Blackout and Get Out. This is Bethany Mentions It All, where we continue the Bethany and Ramona conversation. And Bethany's like, let me tell you, Ramona, why you're a shitty friend. Number one, you called me a horrible person on the Brooklyn Bridge. Number two, you stole a dress from my now defunct talk show. And then number three, you mentioned this movie I did a million years ago where I was topless sunbathing in North Hollywood and I had sex on a waterbed. <laughs> and then Bethany says, I am going to mention it all. And then, of course, Bethany and Ramona compare their booze careers. And Ramona's like, well, I had Ramona Pito Grigio. Bethany's like, oh, well, I sold this many cases of Skinny Girl. How many cases of Pito Grigio did you send? Blah, 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 blah. I mean, wow. I mean, I think the sex tape thing was always so funny because Ramona was trying to, quote, unquote, protect Bethany and her reputation right. and, like, what what people will think on the schoolyard, which is hilarious because again, like what, you know, kindergarten kid is going up to Bryn being like, uh, I heard your mom has a sex tape on a waterbed when like <laughs> Ramona, you putting it out on the television screen for a lot of people to see makes it so much worse than it ever would have been. And also no one <laughs> totally. does that. like, I just, it, it cracks me up and she was so prude. Like, do you remember season one? Yes. Maybe it was season two reunion where she walked off. Because she of Alex. Because Alex yep. had like a tasteful pregnancy photo shoot, which like now every Tom, Dick or Harry who's ever been pregnant gets one. And like, uh, <laughs> like she walks off the I can't, I can't, stage. I can't, I can't. Yeah, I can't be associated with this. It's I like, can't be associated oh, with but like, oh my God. And I just, I do love it under the guise of Ramona trying to protect Bethany. And it's like, after all these years of you two being quote unquote, they're not even friends or colleagues, like let's be real. Like there's still always something that Ramona can neg Bethany about and then vice versa at this point. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Oh my God. Well, my, one of my favorite moments on Roni Housewife was back from season 10. Episode 9 was called Holidays and Confused. Bethany is hosting her annual Christmas party for the ladies. And this is where the Nutcracker drama begins, which even like writing this in my notes, I was like, Nutcracker drama? I'm like, what even? Like, what? Like, there's so many funny things that come out of nothing. Like you would never think a nutcracker would be the point of contention between like eight women. <laughs> Seriously. I had the same moment too. And the other thing that I totally forgot about in this episode was that this is kind of when Bethany and Carol's relationship started to really go down the drain. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. I kind of <laughs> amazing comment to Carol. I know you want to be 45, but don't act seven. Oh my God. Wow. The age shaming is, is real. (laughs) So this nutcracker drama all started because Bethany was looking for a, like a life-size nutcracker from Bryn for Bryn that she saw like FIO Schwartz or something, which they have tons of them. 
uh, in the city. So she was looking for one. She couldn't find a particular one she wanted. And I guess she told Dorinda that she was looking for this nutcracker. Whatever. Time goes by. Dorinda pulls some strings because, you know, Dorinda has so much money that she has a decorations person. Like there's a designated person that she has like on retainer from like October (laughs) until January that at any moment of the night. And I could see Dorinda like waking up at 3 a.m. and texting him being like, I need icicles. I need every (laughs) color icicle for my window of my apartment. Every single window must be covered. Like I could see her going really hard. So she reaches out to this guy. He gets the nutcracker and she brings the nutcracker to the party and surprises Bethany, who has like an absolute meltdown. He was so happy. And so the problem, (laughs) the problem with all of this is that Dorinda didn't feel like she was, Dorinda wasn't told explicitly, thank you. And she was told she quote, saved Christmas, which I believe is an appropriate thank you or, you know, a sign of appreciation, appreciation, but Dorinda wanted more, maybe a, a handwritten note or, you know, a edible arrangements or something. Well, edible arrangement. <laughs> to, well, I think she was also, Betsy did, did, uh, give, uh, Michael the, the Christmas coordinator extraordinaire. I'm just giving him that job title. He, she, you know, gave Michael quite the fanfare and, you know, she was commenting on his Santa attire. And so I, I, you know, okay. I can empathize with Dorinda a little bit. If, if Michael is on your payroll and then all of a sudden he gets all the credit and all the to do and you don't get, you just get like an, Oh, thanks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can see where you're okay. I mean, the pettiness is so real. And and also, did Dorinda pay for this? Like, I feel like that goes without saying. And she probably paid like $1,000 for this life-size nutcracker, as I Google. Oh, how I'm sure. Paid. I'm sure, yeah. And, all, and, and listen, Michael at Christmas, Sir Michael Christmas extraordinaire, I'm sure he <laughs> did have to schlep it from like God knows where, from like Jersey City all the way into Manhattan. And it's it like, I mean, how the fuck do we even like carry that, you know? So I'm sure he did have to do, you know, the the grunt work or whatever. But yeah, we all know that went on Dorinda's Amex for sure. 100%. I'm actually on Neiman's website right now and FAO Schwartz has a 20 inch Swarovski crystal nutcracker drummer for $4,500 if anybody oh. is in the market. So maybe I'll DM that to Bethany and just say like, Hey, like, I know you're probably in like the Christmas spirit right now. Uh, but this is a really good deal. It's a really good bargain. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, my last Roni moment, and then we will get into Jersey, but my Jersey, my, uh, my last Roni moment is kind of recent, actually. Well, not kind of recent. It is recent. Um, season 11, episode 17, Jesus, the Countess and Joseph and, uh, the Christmas cabaret. You had this, oh, you had this episode too. Um, so this is perfect. So yeah, Lou's Christmas cabaret show. And this of course was before the cabaret show went on its now infamous national and is it, is it international yet? Or are we just national? I think we're just national, right? Still national, but I'm waiting for the moment where she's like, I'm going to Dusseldorf, like to play my show. Like, (laughs) stop. Luann International. 
yeah. So, you know, of course there's this whole, this whole drama about the dressing room and then, you know, Bethany being on time and Luann kicking him out of her dressing room. And then of course we have Bethany's s'mores and whores party with the strippers, which by the way, this was always my question. I don't know if I ever got a concise answer to this, so maybe you can help me with this. When Bethany had her s'mores and whores party, which kudos on naming that. I mean, like, bravo. I'm going to actually have, like, my family Christmas party. Like, that's the theme. Like, my grandparents are like, what? (laughs) What are either of those things? But I'm like, you know, it's a normal holiday party, right? And what I also love about the title of a s'mores and whores party is it's not specific to Christmas. You know, you could be s'mores and whores. That works for Hanukkah. That works for a non-denominational holiday. You know what I mean? Like you could go any which way with that because s'mores are like, I think more synonymous with like camping. But I, yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, s'mores extend all religions. Exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> it's perfect, you guys. It's perfect. Use it for your next holiday party. But here's my question. When Bethany was talking about her s'mores and horse party, I realized that, you know, she did have the holiday party with the Nutcracker or whatever, but I kind of felt like she was referencing it like, you know, oh, I'm having my annual Christmas party. Like it was this known thing that we're all supposed to know about. And I was like, bitch, I never heard about this before. Do you have any insight into that? Well, she always has some sort of Christmas party. Uh, However... I don't think Bethany has real friends. So I think this annual Christmas party was like the last year when the Nutcracker thing happened. They were, she was like, remember that big party? Well, this is the okay. second annual. <laughs> like, God, I, I, I don't okay. think, I don't think it's like a, a, a big bash with like all their friends and family. Right. I was just, it just felt kind of like, it felt kind of disingenuous. Shocking that she feels that way. <laughs> like, I know. I know. Right. But, um, but yeah, do you have anything you'd like to add about this episode? Okay. So I definitely love Luann going into full drama queen, like Liza Minnelli uh, reincarnated. So all She's the ladies- basically Barbara. She's basically <laughs> Barbara Streisand. Luann and Barbara Streisand. <laughs> so they try to go to the show and they want to see her before. So they make this big stink that Luann doesn't want to see them, but like- Anybody who's ever even been in like a community theater play knows that before you're about to go on, whether you're doing anything, like you are so nervous. Like the last thing you want is like five cackling bitches who are jealous and mean to come backstage and like ruin the vibe and like make you nervous and make you feel uncomfortable. So I was like on team Lou for this one. <laughs> and then they all left, which I liked that. Um, they're just like, go, bye. yeah, they're like, fuck this. Uh, yeah, I, I just love a diva moment. And I was bummed that I didn't go to the Christmas cabaret last year in the city. And I don't know. I don't think she's doing it this year. Let me see. <gasps> what were you doing last year that was so important? I know. Was I, I like with that. friends and family? Like, oh. I mean, even that. <laughs> oh, actually, fuck me up. She, oh God, I have to like now make plans. Okay, so she's playing on this upcoming Sunday night at seven o'clock. Literally my hometown of in New York, like Huntington, New York at the Paramount, which is a really great theater. Let me now. Oh, okay. shit. I, I know. I'm like, I have to focus. Oh, I know. I should like <laughs> reach out and be like, can I get a free ticket? Can I get two free tickets? And I'll do a full recap episode. That's actually a great idea. Do you want her cell phone number? You can text her. Don't say you got Oh, my God. <laughs> 
I'm like, I'll bring you a gift. It might start a lot of drama amongst me and other podcasters. Yes. The worst thing you can do for your podcasting career is uh, do something solo with Luann, like go to yoga. It just all goes downhill from there. (laughs) I mean, it's career suicide. It really is. Take it from me. I have experience. (laughs) Oh, that is so funny. But okay. Yeah. So I definitely am going to try to go to this December 22nd one, a very Countess Christmas. Please. I have to go. Let's secret it out into the universe, guys. And honestly, if I can't secret free tickets, my ass will pay full price. (laughs) I'm shameless. Actually, you know, now I'm like going through people in my life, like my friend's mom, who I dated. I dated him in high school. His mom was the councilwoman, and she always gets free tickets at this venue. And he went the last time she was there for free. So now I'm going to be like, okay, hook it up. I need to meet her and I'd go on stage and sing with her if she asked. So, Oh, completely. hundred percent. If she asks. Yeah. Guys, live podcast. (laughs) (laughs) From the Countess and Friends. Countess and Friends. Okay. Roni top holiday moments were kind of scattered about, uh, sorry, Ronge, not Roni. I'm getting confused. (laughs) Uh, my, Ronge. <laughs> my, I stole that from, um, Armin from the hot and Bravo podcast. He calls it oh, Ronge. I stole funny. that. From uh, anyway, uh, so real housewives in Jersey season three, episode four, technically not a Christmas episode. It was technically Thanksgiving, but whatever it's holiday. So it was called gobble fellas. <laughs> um, I really needed just to include the something about the sprinkle cookies because I feel like they're the sprinkle cookies just get brought up over and over again, time and again. I feel like it is one of the biggest cruxes, is that a word, cruxes, plural, um, between Melissa and Tree. And also season three is pre-nose job for Melissa Gorka. Which, Which nose job? She's had like six. I'm kidding. I want to say this was between this was between one and two because <laughs> this is definitely yeah. De- Melissa definitely had a different let's just say look in her confessionals. Anyway, so the there you know there was still all of this contention between uh, Joey Gorga and Trey and the whole whatever all this Michigan and so. Tree and and Juicy Joe are having a Thanksgiving, like a separate Friendsgiving at their house. And Jacqueline brings sprinkle cookies on like a plastic tray she got at Party City. And then she wraps them up in like three layer, layers of saran wrap. And I'm like, really, Jacqueline? You can't do better than that. Um, but Tree, pr- Tree pretends to be excited. She's like, oh, sprinkle cookies, my favorite. <laughs> and this is also where we're like really, where Joe and Tree's money problems were like really starting to escalate. And so Jacqueline in her confessional, super, you know, like super shady. She's like, you know, Teresa, she's really trying to hold her head high, but I know it must be really tough seeing us like she's completely broke. I was like, like, okay, you know what? Jacqueline, I, you're next. <laughs> let's be yeah, exactly. That's right. Let's not throw stones, Jacqueline. Okay. Right. Cause <laughs> let's just look in that crystal ball of your future. Yeah. The fact that sprinkle cookies have been such a major plot point in the Raw Housewives, New Jersey, just 
is a perfect example of why I love the housewives because as the same as a nutcracker, a sprinkle cookie <laughs> literally carries seasons and it's it just, does. It does. it's just yeah. so good. And sprinkle cookies are absolutely delicious. And whenever I see them, like I live in New York, so, so many Italian bakeries and so many, you know, just like Italian people buying Italian treats. So even like the supermarket will have them. And I, I look at sprinkle cookies and the first thing I think of is that, you know, Bad sister-in-law. Bad <laughs> So my favorite moment from Real Housewives of New Jersey Christmas past was from episode from season three. It was episodes nine, eight, and nine. And you see, it's like a three-episode arc of Christmas things. But the main event that happened was Melissa and Joe Gorga hosting a Christmas party for all their friends. The whole squad goes, and Kim G, who is one of my favorite people that have ever come on the Bravo Network, and if you look at her Twitter bio right now, let me, Kim G. So Kim Granatel on, is it her Twitter, or is it Instagram? Okay, so Kim Granatel's Twitter bio says, mother to John, Ryan, and Gia loves my life, lover of travel, fast car, diamonds, life is not a dress rehearsal go for it. Then she has season two, season three, season nine, parentheses, reunion question, hashtag Real House oh, of Jersey. my so, God. So she's putting I season nine it. as a credit when she was just asked a question on the reunion. Like, Kim G, you I love that she actually icon. went and specified. Like, why doesn't this bitch just take in, like, like do a, an insert link to her IMDb or something? <laughs> She's such a dipshit, but She's I such a really dipshit. I it. had I had season uh season three episode nine on uh on my list as well. And I would just like to call everyone's attention to the fact that Melissa basically dressed as a bride for this Christmas party. She was wearing like a white dress with it, it looked like a fucking wedding dress. She was wearing a tiara and she had a step and repeat in her house because of course, as you do. And uh, she also, one of the quotes I wrote down from her, she goes, it's for Jesus's birthday. It has to be perfect. Into which I, being the Jew that I am, is like, wait, is that true? Is Christmas really for Jesus's birthday? I mean, again, I only went to religion, you know, once a week and church every Sunday. And I literally am like, what is it his birthday? Like, I don't even know. I actually don't think it is his birthday. Like I, my brother is like a contrarian and he's always like, that's not Jesus's real birthday. His birthday's in June. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I'm like, what? When is Jesus's birthday? Like real birthday, real Uh, birthday. Cause obviously people's like Christmas. I don't know. I really don't know. I, uh, there's this woman who I met and she was like really, really into Jesus, like really into Jesus. And like to the point where I was like, okay, I get that you're trying to like convert me, but like, sorry, I'm, I'm a Jew. I'm, I'm good with where I, where I am. And she just kept saying to me, you know, Jesus was a Jew. And I was like, okay, that's, that's great. You do you. And, uh, I'll stay over here. With my Manischewitz. <laughs> <laughs> so this party was particularly juicy because Kim G brings Monica Chacon, who is yes. one of the lawyers who is working to sue Joe and Teresa. So the fact that Kim G thought that, that this was, was a good idea is absolutely hilarious. And 
at this point, everybody's freaking the fuck out. Basically, Teresa goes up to Melissa is like, get this trash and her, you know, smaller trash bag out of the party. Like, I do not want to be near them. And if you guys don't kick them out, you're no longer family. Like, I don't want to be with you guys. So you can imagine the freak out. Joe Gorga does the right thing and obviously is like, get the fuck out of my party. He's talking to Kim G. And then Kim G starts being Kim G and is fighting and like cannot understand what's going on. Like can't understand why this is happening to her. I don't get how I'm kicked out of this party. Like girl, you're being so blatantly disrespectful. Uh, that's why you're getting kicked out. <laughs> and then the, <laughs> the best part is, is that at this point, Caroline Manzo's sons, Chris and Albie, are friends with Kim Ji's son, John. So they were like, oh, we'll handle getting Kim Ji out of here. We know her. We know her. So then Chris Manzo is fighting with Kim Ji. They're all screaming at each other. Caroline's yelling at Kim. Everybody's (laughs) freaking out. Like, and then the fact that like Albie and Chris are then escorting this adult woman out of a party, like she's being dragged out. It is just hilarious. And then you know, Caroline's obviously upset because she's like, you know, I don't want my son's relationship with John to be affected because of all of Kim G's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And then they're all getting so amped up. All the men are getting so angry, so furious. And just to even like, Chris was never disrespectful to Kim because he was like, you know, you're my friend's mom. I don't want to be rude. But Albie was like, fuck this, Chris. Like, who cares? Like if this (laughs) motherfucker, if like your friend can't see that his mom is a yeah, yeah like uh, then that's his problem like you cannot you cannot like let this happen like at our family friends party and I just thought that was an absolutely epic epic fight <laughs> that was amazing amazing I th- this whole I as you said this whole arc was amazing I also notated that episode 11 which is kind of the culmination of the Christmas season on season three of Jersey I <laughs> I totally I remembered this. It was always in the back corner of my mind, but to rewatch it again was just a lovely treat. So season three, episode 11, a very Jersey Christmas. It's Christmas morning at Tree and Joe's. And this is also, again, when Tree and Joe are going through their, you know, fiscal difficulties and tree has this confessional and she's like you know we're not spending crazy money on presents this year because we're, we're going to buy we're trying to be more mindful you know because we don't we want to teach the kids a lesson meanwhile they have this b-roll going of the kids opening their gifts on Christmas morning and Teresa's like, you know, Santa got the girls all these gifts and uh, mommy doesn't get any credit. I don't get any credit. And we see, of course, Juicy Joe laying on the couch, just like a beached (laughs) whale. I don't know why we need to see that, but and the kids are opening their gifts. They get like matching bedazzled Uggs and then Melania. Oh, (laughs) I don't know if it was Melania or if it was, um, and or, I forget. I only remember Melania and Gia. Sorry. I don't remember. Adriana. Adriana. Gabriella. Gabriella. Yes. She's like, oh my God, it's a toy Mercedes. I love Mercedes. I'm like, really? This is you being like uh, scaling it down. (laughs) Showering your kids with like toy cars and whatever. I was just like, oh my God. And I always in my head, whenever they're, you know, at a reunion or whatever, whenever Teresa and Joe are trying to, you know, almost like justify their actions. I always, that scene is always in the back of my head when they're like, we weren't irresponsible with money and we did this. I'm like, well, you did buy your kids a toy Mercedes. <laughs> 
Well, I, I can't think if this was the year that Joe got her that ugly coat. And, like, oh. that was all he got her. And she's like, ah, John, it's beautiful. It's like, and, like, she's, like, can't, like, she's, like, so upset she's not being draped in diamonds. It's like, bitch, oh, my God. See what's happening in your life. And you're like, ah, he got me gloves. <laughs> like, I just, oh, I it's so exciting. Yeah. But this is also when Tree and Joe, you could tell, were, like, still, like, hot and heavy for each other. Yeah, he, she was like, I'll go down on you for an hour. He's like, great. Yeah. Like, we can, I feel like Joe, like, is a freak, a freak in the sheets. Oh, for uh, sure. <laughs> but, oh, my God, wait. I'm, like, looking at pictures of Kim D right now. Sorry, this is so ADD. And I found this shirt on Etsy that says, you're the Kim D to my Kim G. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is going oh on the gift God. guide. Damn, I That is for know. sure going on the gift guide. Get that bitch's Etsy profile. <laughs> you guys, it's Pop Culture Candle Co. Pick out, the, buy the shirt. Oh, ASAP. I follow her. Oh my God, really? <laughs> oh, I do. I follow her. She has, she has an Instagram. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. March is the best stuff. I have to get her to come on the show. I mean, we got to talk. Well, oh my God. Okay. Sorry. I am like getting way too into like her it's Etsy page. I have to focus. I have to focus. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Let me see. Okay. My other moments were, okay. So Ronj, uh, season seven, episode one. I forgot also, by the way, this is time flies. You guys time flies. I forgot that it was back season seven that tree came home from camp and the premiere episode of season seven episode one titled i mean bravo really loves to just stick it to trees <laughs> they titled this episode jingle bells and prison cells <laughs> i mean so the beginning of episode one season seven is tree comes home from camp and her hair is colored in her like what did she say she used to dye her hair with in, at camp? It's like that. Uh, it's just, just look it up. It's a color. Okay, guys. Uh, but Teresa's coming home and Gia being that we all know that Gia was like the head of the household for that year. Gia's trying to like wake everyone up and Melania isn't waking up. And she's like, Melania, get up. And then Melania goes downstairs and, oh, and there's like, you know, press all in front of their driveway. Melania opens the door. It's like freezing outside, opens the door in her pajamas and Ugg boots. And she's like, go away. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, if I love you, Melania. So that was my other little 
moment that I was just like, oh, oh, Melania. Uh, yeah, but that's where I rounded it out with with Jersey. Yeah, that was pretty much all I really had for Jersey, too. I mean, it just is so good. I also just love, like, I do love seeing little kids opening up presents like fucking psychos. Like, that just ex- always excites me. And you always see that with the Gorga kids and, like, yes. the GJ kids just, like, really being... I feel like their like heads are going to, like, behavior. pop off and spin around, like, exorcist <laughs> style, because they just, like, it's so exciting. <laughs> for real, though. <laughs> Well, this brings us to the naughty and nice list, which was really hard for me. It really took me a while to pick and choose who I think is naughty versus nice. And we had some interesting crossovers, yes, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, but let's just get started. I think we should start with maybe nice because that's you know wholesome. That's a nice thing to do. Okay, <laughs> sure. So I started with Real Housewives of Dallas's Stephanie and Travis Holman. That was I'm, my number one too. I, she's like the obviously most loved housewife that's really been on in a very long time. But for me, I think she's a really good friend, a really good mom and husband, has been a really good mom and wife. And I believe she has really opened up to the people on the show, has been candid about her past struggles and has been open about her marriage and how they had to work out some things after she saw them after season one on screen Him, you know, blatantly kind of controlling her and maybe not belittling her, but definitely not taking her, taking her for granted, I guess. And then I also really love that the company that they own gives free education to all of their employees, which I think is like such an incredible and generous gift for an employer to do. Education is like one, not cheap. And two, like, the gateway into a, a quote unquote better life for a lot of people who maybe have not have had that opportunity because they, you know, don't have the money for it or whatever, don't want to take out a hundred thousand dollars in loans. So that is why Travis and Stephanie Holman are my president and vice president for 2020. And they've got my vote. <laughs> I completely agree. She Stephanie was number one on my list too. I, she posted uh, something on her Instagram I don't know if it was this week or last week, but she said, "'Tis the season for giving and gratitude. Travis and I feel so blessed to be able to give back through our Holman Helps Charity Initiative. We're currently putting 137 of our employees, their children, or spouse through college." Which is, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, And then she said, we are also wrapping up our $100,000 professional locker room giveaway on December 31st. If you or your school would like to be considered, please go to holman.com slash helps for details or personally contact Tia at blah, 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 blah. And uh, yes, I don't know if people are aware of this, but if you frequent SoulCycle as I do, look inside your locker at SoulCycle because it is, in fact, a Holman locker. Really? It is. Yep. God damn. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They're big time. They're big time. Yeah. Well, good for that. My, that's so great that you also put them on your list. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They were number one. My nice list, honestly, was harder. It was harder for me to, uh, to come up with nice than it was with nice. <laughs> oh, are you kidding? I literally had to go through every single thing. And I was like, nope, nobody is nice on that cast. Uh, yeah, I did too. I literally uh, went through. Uh, nope. I went I also went through, I went through every cast and I went through, I went through your Instagram because you put uh, Bravo Happy Hour Instagram posts, you know, like your news feed or whatever. You're very current and up to date. I was like, oh, I forgot about that news story. I forgot about that news story. But uh, my number two, I'm staying with 
by the way, SoulCycle, if you want to endorse the podcast, like, can you please get on it? Because I talk about SoulCycle all the fucking time. Uh, <laughs> but my number two actually kind of kind of has to do with SoulCycle because if you are a listener of my Patreon plug, I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I talked about this last week at SoulCycle running into two Beverly Hills housewives at, at Seoul this week. One was at the valet when I was running late and the other one was in class. And, um, one was a see you next Tuesday per use. <laughs> and the other one was my fave Rinna. I know I'm a Rinna apologist, but my number two on the nice list is Lisa Rinna. And just for simply not being an asshole, and I was actually having this discussion uh, or this convo with Lisa two or three weeks ago when we were taking our shoes off, whatever. We were just like sitting next to each other on the bench, you know, as you do. And uh, I forget what we were talking about, but it came up and I was like, you know what? So I said, you know what I love about you? And she's like, tell me. And I was like, no, I was like, you know, what? we are at the, oh, cause I was at the, up at where I do Pilates with my girlfriend and we were talking about I was talking about this with the dry cleaner. It was a long story. And my point is, is I talk a lot on my show about what I call Kyle Richards syndrome, which is when, uh, let's say you're like a, you know, a D list or like a reality celebrity, whatever. And, you know, when you know that cameras are on or there's people that could, you know, that you're supposed to be on, right? you're a pretty pleasant, nice person. You treat people nicely, whatever. But let's say you're at, you know, like a Whole Foods or a pharmacy and you're trying to be incognito in like your newsboy hat and whatever. (laughs) And you're like, you know that you're not supposed to be on, right? In that case, you would never like, God forbid, hold the door for someone or just be nice to like a barista. That is what I call Kyle Richards syndrome. And so I was chatting with Lisa and I was saying, you know, oh, we were talking, uh, we, you know, I saw you at the Glen or whatever a couple of days ago and I was talking to the girl at the dry cleaners about it. And we were just saying, you know, it's so nice when celebrities are not complete assholes. And I was like, you and your husband, I was like, have always been super nice. And even back in college when I went to her store, Belle Gray, and I didn't have the exact change, she said, just forget about it. And- Aww you know what? That's what I like about Lisa Rinna at SoulCycle. She doesn't pretend that she is, you know, Celine Dion and no one can talk to her or whatever. She's cheerful. She, oh, the story I told my Patreon was that, uh, I was changing out of my SoulCycle pants and into my sweatpants because I had to go to the chiropractor. I didn't want to get a yeast infection, you know? (laughs) And, uh, I was just, you know, changing in the middle of the women's locker room and we laughed about it, whatever. That is why I love Rinna. She is what she is. You get what you get. Okay. I'll take it. You know, everyone thinks certain people are nice. (laughs) I'm like trying to be nice. I'm like, am I on the nice list? Um, (laughs) (laughs) So one of the people on my nice list is kind of a sleeper person. So Marlo Hampton is a friend of On the Raw Housewives of Atlanta. And this past season, she opened up how she had to adopt 
or not adopt, but is taking in a couple of her nieces and nephews because their parents are going through it. I can't, I don't remember the exact logistics, but I thought that was a really nice and kind thing for Marlo to do. She doesn't have any children of her own. She doesn't have a man or a partner that she's living with. So to take on like these three children and now be kind of like their mother role, have to take them to school, have to feed them, have to give them a life. I just think that's really honorable. And, you know, she's a uh, terrible friend, uh, or, you know, a pretty crazy person on the show. However, I found that to be really nice. And I think it humanizes her and makes me like her more than I, I never really liked her. But now I'm like, <laughs> oh, like, I think that's a nice thing you did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. That's nice. Well, my uh, my third and last person on the nice list, um, I just said Deandra Simmons because I really appreciate her giving us Drunk Mexico. I mm. really, you know, spanks and all. I just think that she's real like that. I appreciate that. And I really appreciated her being real that she likes food more than blowing Jeremy. <laughs> I was like, thank you for just being real and honest. Like, I can relate to that. I I kind of, you know, I'm kind of like a Carrie, whereas, wasn't it Carrie on Second Cities who said, like, you know, if it's on the menu, I'll take it. But, like, does anyone really love giving blowjobs? Like, I'm sorry. I would much rather be eating, like, a cookie. Yeah, I would definitely love a taco more than a dick in my mouth. <laughs> but, like, but, okay. Some nachos, a margarita. Literally anything. But, yeah, literally. you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, my third and final, I was going to put another person, but as you we were talking, I realized who I have to take out. And this person is actually on your naughty list. So I, know, I saw that. I was like, fuck. <laughs> so uh, you guys will find out and figure out who that is once we're at the naughty list. But my third and final is Craig Conover from Southern Charm. I just have always felt like Craig is a good friend, has always been there for Catherine. He doesn't womanize in the same way that Shep and Austin go out and have sex with the first, you know, vagina they see or like person with a pulse. And I've found like he's a good friend to the guys. I do think his beef with Naomi was a little petty, but also, you know, he's young. And I think, you know, probably was a little bit insecure because the way Naomi comes for money, has all these opportunities, had like a different, you know, success journey than he did. So I do think, you know, he was a little gaslighty to her when they were breaking up, but whatever, that's normal. And then I also like this year how he helped out in the Bahamas and took all that time to do like philanthropic work. He went to Haiti and worked at orphanages and helped build things. And then he also did that painting one nail thing, which is for this campaign called Polished Man that highlights that one in five children are subject to physical and or sexual violence before the age of 18. And so he is a brand ambassador for them to help campaign and raise awareness and funds to end um, childhood violence. So I just think that's really powerful and a really great thing for him to get involved with. So many people on Bravo are like, you know, have their bullshit causes, but I think this is really kind. And I think a lot of men aren't sensitive enough to physical or sexual abuse in children, whether they want to address that it has ever happened to them or in others. And I, I just think it's really uh, an interesting thing for him to campaign for. And I just, I just love Craig and he's so fucking hot. So that, that makes him so nice to look at. 
<laughs> Don't lie. You just want some free pillows. True, true. I'm I'm looking to redo my uh, bedroom uh, bedscape, so I need some and some seaside <laughs> looks. I feel like all his all his designs are kind of like I don't know, oceanic. Totally, there's definitely like an ocean vibe, the Bahama Mama vibe. Bahama Mama vibe. Oh my god, that's so funny. Okay, well, let's go into let's go into the more fun part. Uh, let's Real. go into the naughties. We did have a similar or not similar. We had the same person on our number one for a naughty list. Miss Leanne Lockin. So. Yeah, I was trying to uh, summarize this in my own words, but then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to fucking plagiarize, and I'm kidding. I was going to read a quote from this article where I forgot where I got it from, so whatever. Uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, Leanne, as we know, uh, well, let's just read this. Okay, so... Uh, Okay, so this is what Andy Cohen said about Leanne being uh, possibly racist. So Andy Cohen gave a sneak peek of the Real Housewives of Dallas season four finale, saying the ladies will confront Leanne Locken for her racial slurs against Mexicans. Throughout the season, the recently married star has made her co-star Carrie Brittingham a target of her horrific verbal attacks. In the preview for the next episode, the ladies answer if they think Leanne Locken is racist. So then this is this is what surprised me. So, of course, watching that episode of Dallas, I mean, watching the last couple episodes of Dallas, I don't think I'm alone. I was sitting there with, like, my mouth hanging open. Like, what the fuck <laughs> is she really saying this? But then also on Watch What Happens Live, I was actually surprised but proud of Andy Cohen for saying this. He did say, in regards to this, he said, on next week's The Housewives of Dallas finale, Leanne is finally confronted over her vile, disgusting slurs against Mexicans. And then, of course, he referenced the clip. Um, and he said Lockett never used any derogatory terms in front of Carrie Brittingham and saved them for her confessionals or gossiping with the other co-stars. It's exactly the situation that Carrie Brittingham has an issue with and calls Lockett out on it. Okay, so this is exactly what Leanne said. She said, I don't care that you're Mexican. I've slept with plenty of Mexicans. Uh, By the way, hot fucking lovers, okay? I sat in Julio Iglesias' lap, which Leanne said this during her confessional. And Andy Cohen did point out, he's like, um, Julio Iglesias is of Spanish descent. He's not Mexican. Which that was the other thing. I was like, what does that have to do with anything? She's like, I've uh, been near a person who I think might be Mexican. I think they all are Mexicans. Like, she, like, doesn't even know that, like. <laughs> I was just watching oh this whole thing. I was like, and I was surprised that, I mean, she lives in Dallas, which is very close to Mexico. So I feel like she's, you have to, that's almost like living in L.A. and saying something just, I just feel like you're not in the middle of nowhere. Like, how are you this just ignorant ignorant just how are you i it doesn't make sense to me at all so she she did issue an apology which i want to hear your thoughts on her apology was quote i am deeply sorry to those that i have hurt or offended with some of my comments on real house of dallas season four it was never my intention to hurt anyone, and I will use this as a learning experience to be more aware of my comments in the future. My commitment moving forward is to continue my work fighting for equality and acceptance of all humans. I mean, again, she doesn't 
address any of the comments she said specifically. I think this was like her publicist being like, we've got to say something, but it shows no growth. Like you'll see on the reunion. I wonder what press training she's going to have to have for uh, that show to even address what was said. And Carrie Brittingham, this probably got her a second season, Leanne Locken. If anything, you're the fuck off this show because as much as Bravo doesn't always step in when people are inappropriate, like this was really vile and it was really bad. This kind of behavior hasn't really been seen in a really long time. Like we I guess it's different because it was like directed I don't know, even like the fact that like it was all happening behind Carrie's back and she didn't know that Leanne was speaking about her in this way makes it probably pretty brutal for Carrie to have to watch on screen. And now like is a part of all this drama and conversation outside of the show, because, you know, you have to then see like the ethics of Bravo and think Mm -hmm. like, are you going to condone this stuff or are you going to take her off? But then also you have to see like, this is also the state of our country. This is how so many people think. And as much as we like Bravo for all the bullshit that they bring into our lives, uh, nutcrackers and all like (laughs) you do have to see, like this is a reflection of the current state of America. Like this is how some people think about anybody who is not whitewashed and a full bred American, whatever. And I think it's just an interesting it's an interesting thing to see how Bravo will now respond to all of this. And fans are outraged. And the fact that Andy was saying it's vile X, Y, Z, like is good that at least they're saying something they're addressing it. Yeah. I'm really glad that he addressed it. Cause I feel like if I feel like if I mean, he kind of had to, because if he would have, you know, just ignored it, it would have probably, I mean, I think just made it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do agree. It's like that we, they are kind of in that weird that weird on that fine line, like between, yes, it's, you know, like mindless entertainment, but it is real. So we do have to talk about like the real shit that's going on. And it always, yeah, it just, it boggles my mind too. It's like living, living in LA. I, I guess I, I do kind of bury my my head in the sand a little bit in turn in, in the sense that, you know, I kind of live in this bubble where I talk about this with my husband all the time, where I forget that this does does exist in the world because I live in this environment of, you know, I don't think anyone is every there's everything here, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just so that's what I perceive as normal. So I guess that's why it's so kind of jarring when you hear people say things like that. You're like, wait, what? Like this still exists. <laughs> it just, so, but yeah, I think I was thinking that same thing too. I was like, oh shit, she is not coming back next season. Or maybe if they do want to use it as, I don't want to say like a learning lesson, but I could maybe see them making her friend of mm. just to carry on the conversation, I guess. Housewives but, timeout. <laughs> yeah. House, yep. Just like Vicky, she's going in timeout. Because she is good TV. Yeah. So I'm very curious to see how the reunion is going to go down because oof, it's, yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. <laughs> so one other person who I consider to be naughty is Reza Farahan from Shaz of Sunset. So we haven't had 
a lot of, we actually don't think Shaw's has been out in 2019, maybe towards the beginning, but it's been a minute since it's on television, but we had the entire situation with him and MJ. MJ gave birth to her son and had all these complications and had to get a hysterectomy, which is, you know, the, the number one, you know, like sign that she won't be able to have other children carrying them herself. And so Tommy and Reza were fighting about stuff and Reza took a screenshot of his conversation with Tommy where Tommy said like she almost passed away. She had to get this hysterectomy, blah, blah, blah. She's so sad. And Reza decided to post that onto Instagram. So his millions of followers could see that. And I just thought that was so disrespectful and low for someone who had been friends with MJ for so many years, regardless of the state that they're in right now of their friendship. It just is outrageous that he would have gone so low and to talk about her medical issues and, women and pregnancy is such a sensitive topic and she's already going through it. Like now having to deal with like the aftermath of having to have a hysterectomy, like that's, you know, major surgery Mm -hmm. and to pile on more, you know, emotional bullshit onto her just, it always fucked with me. And so I just think he is naughty and is getting cold. I completely agree with that. I talked about uh, another uh, soft plug for my Patreon. Um, I ran into Reza a couple weeks ago, and, you know, Reza is such a, he's, uh, I don't know. He just, he's one of these people that I think he, in his head, thinks that he is like Celine Dion. And <laughs> uh, I don't know. He, he's, he, I think his head got kind of too big, and he just, he thinks he's like more important than anyone and blah, blah, blah. And if you want to hear the whole story, I think it's two, two or three episodes ago, but I'll just say, I said hi to him. Cause we do have some mutual acquaintances, whatever. And he referred to me as he was like, what was your name again? And I was like, Jess. And he's like, goes, Oh yeah, you're, I don't say my husband's name on the podcast, but mm-hmm. let's just say my husband's name is Joe. He's like, Oh yeah, you're Joe's wife. And I was like, yeah. Sure. Have, so have a name. Just, he, I don't have a name, apparently. I'm just my husband's wife, to which I was like, really? Really? So, yeah, I concur with Reza. My number two on the naughty list actually was Miss Bethany Frankel. And the reason why she is on my naughty list is for quitting, not just for quitting, but <laughs> the way that she did it. That just, I mean, I think specifically in my notes, I wrote quitting slash fucking everyone, including Andy. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I just, I don't think that, I don't like the way that she did it. Just wait, listen, I know that, you know, only a couple people probably know like the real truth of how it went down, but yeah, I, I know that there's, there were rumors that, you know, there was an alleged salary demand, um, but you know, Andy did kind of come out saying he found out with everybody else. And I just feel like, you know, we know what Bethany wouldn't be who she is without that show. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of felt to me a little bit like biting the hand that fed you. It just kind of felt to me like she kind of did like a huge F you to Bravo and Andy. Like, you know, Ooh, I'm a little bit too big for my britches now. And I don't know. I know some people say Andy felt betrayed that she kind of left the show. And I don't know. She, you know, she gave kind of multiple reasons for why she was leaving. She's like, I'm going to spend more time with my daughter. I have all these projects in demand, whatever. Um, my personal psychic prediction 
mm-hmm. is that she's going to go and do whatever the fuck it is that she is has to do. Um, and I don't know. I feel like there's a good chance that she will call, come crawling back. What do you think? I mean, I think there's a really good chance of that. I yeah. don't know what she has planned for the future with Paul. They clearly are really happy and really in love. And I'm glad about that. And also I think we forget that Paul is a TV and film producer. So like he has an innate knowledge of the industry just as much as Bethany does. So he could honestly be like, babe, like you might got to get out. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get out of there. If you want to progress in your career and be taken seriously. Like I was, I was on her website today and it was like entrepreneur, businesswoman, investor, philanthropist. And the bottom section of her about was like lifestyle, uh, influencer. Literally she like called herself a lifestyle influencer, like not on the show. Like she wasn't like TV star, like reality star. And so she, I even, you know, the queen of branding has branded herself. So she's trying to rebrand them. Yeah. Yeah. And this was the person who I put on my nice list, which again, like, I don't know what my threshold is for whom I think is nice, which I think I have to talk to my therapist about this (laughs) because I'm terrified by uh, my morals, but I love that Bethany does help out and raises a lot of money and does things for these massive hurricanes and really takes time out of her already busy schedule and takes time to help people who don't have money. And and I think a lot of people who are rich say they're philanthropic and they'll go to the parties and they'll show up and they'll show up. But you see Bethany on that plane with tons of, you know, Scott toilet paper, paper towels around her, giving it out to people who need it, giving out those gift cards. And I think she does the work. So she's a, a naughty person uh, for leaving the greatest show on television. But I do think she has a little bit of nice in her. <laughs> I think everyone has a little bit of nice in them. Oh, totally. I think, well, except my... Except my number three, my last person on my naughty list. I don't know. That's up for debate. My number three is Tamara Barney slash judge slash whatever the fuck her name is. For number one, starting the train rumor and not copping to it and blaming it on Vicky. Because, hello, you said it first. I'm sorry, but you did. (laughs) Just like kind of gaslighting everyone in general. And for birthing Ryan. Oh, my God. She's been, like, 32 years of being on the naughty list for bringing that swine into the the world. (laughs) Yeah, so that is my last last one. Who's yours? My last one also is coming from the OC, which is motherfucking Jim Edmonds. He did Megan King Edmonds so dirty with his cheating sexting scandal and the fact that he was sending limp dick photos to women while his daughter, his wife was pushing out twins is just so deplorable, absolutely embarrassing for him. And he deserves to be on the naughty list forever. And you know what the sad thing is, is that he's going to find like a 29 year old wife, like who's super hot. He's going to keep having more kids. He's going to keep having this, you know, same pattern of like bullshit and fuckery. And he's just such a, he's just such a bad guy. And we knew it from the start when he was on the show, we could feel it. Viewers could tell the other castmates could tell, but 
she stuck it out for love and to want to have a family, which totally get, I get that, but he is so naughty and oh God. I just hope that Megan takes him to the cleaners and gets it. I, I really, I don't know what the, the laws are in Missouri, but I hope that they're better than the divorce laws in California. Cause they were only married for what, like five years. Yeah. I think and five years in California. If it's under 10 years, I have a friend who's going through this right now. You only get, you're only supposed to get alimony and child support for, or not child support, alimony for half the amount of your marriage. So if she filed in California, she'd only get like two years of alimony, which is bullshit. So I hope that she gets a lump settlement and she's obviously like super invested in her kids. And I think that um, he can go suck a bag of dicks. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Suck that bag of dicks. Stat. <laughs> suck it, Jim Edwards. <laughs> Well, this brings us to the really fun portion of the show that was kind of like a surprise when I was thinking I was like, we got to do something for everybody who is buying gifts for their friends and family. And so you guys, this is a Bravo gift guide that isn't just for your friends who love Bravo. This is for everyone in your life that you can then subtly put Bravo related things into their lives, maybe without them even knowing if you're like me. It is infiltrate. Yeah. So I was thinking for your bougie uncle, I would get him a subscription to Nobleman Magazine. Uh, If you guys don't remember Lydia from Orange County, her husband Doug decided to start a magazine in what, 2017, which considering print is dead, uh, might not be the best, you know, investment, but I think it could be a really good gift for, yeah, that really fancy guy who, you know, wants to read about like, you know, Hugh Jackman's workout tips, uh, Jeff Bridges's like, um, skincare. And I did like, they get really high profile people to be on the cover. Those two I just mentioned were two of them, but also Gerard Butler was on the cover of one issue. And I wish he would address Brandy Glanville's comments about them having sex in Nobleman magazine. I'd then Me buy too. a $20 I, issue. <laughs> $20. I hope that for $20 an issue or $80 a year, it doesn't only come out four times a year. I it's think a, so. It's a quarterly magazine. Oh, yes. Um, I hope that for that price, you're at least getting like a free download on your iPad or like the digital issue too. I highly doubt they have a digital issue. (laughs) (laughs) They're not at that level yet. Oh my God. Well, I have uh, my first item, uh, which I think would be a great suggestion for like your mom or your grandma. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. I sent you the link, Megan. Um, But the Countess Luan has partnered with superjeweler.com. That is superjeweler.com. And uh, she not only has statement necklaces, but also diamond hoops, stud earrings. There is a lovely Money Can't Buy You class pendant. Oh my God, I'm seeing it right now. Do you now. see this? Should this? I buy it? For, again, myself. I'm so selfish. God. I mean, this Money Can't Buy You class pendant, I'm going to have to post this shit like on my Instagram because I feel like everyone needs to see this. You guys, it is on sale right now. You save 46%. It was originally $149, but you can have it for just $79, or apparently you can finance it for as low as $13.17 a month. Yes. Wow. And so you guys, if you try and close out the tab or navigate away from the tab on your computer, you will be greeted with a lovely $20 off your first order offer. 
I would also like to point out that uh, the Countess seems to have done a lot of modeling for superjeweler.com because she <laughs> is wearing all of these pieces in the photos. She looks stunning in these images. The, the oh, jewelry itself is absolutely hideous. It's 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 a look. It's a look. Oh, there are oh, there are other pendants as oh, well. Oh, I would that uh, wait. Don't, that, Eggs a la Francaise. Eggs a la Francaise, which, by the way, is set on a, I don't know what font this is. It's basically engraved onto like a, it looks like a really, remember in the 90s or like in junior high, well, I'm a little older than you, but in junior high, like everyone wanted the Tiffany, uh, the Tiffany pet, what is it? Uh, Tag. List. Yeah, the heart tag bracelet, right? And you could get, like, I had mine with my initials on it, you know, whatever. It basically looks like a super janky version of that, but in a necklace. But the font is not, like, a nice, classy font, like, where they, you know, when they engrave stuff at Tiffany's, they give you, like, five options, right? This looks like a font from, like, fucking, I don't, you know what? Oh, this is what it looks like. When you go to Petco and print out a new tag for your dog's collar, and they give you like the font <laughs> options on the little machine at Petco. This is that font. And they print it. <laughs> what? That, it's true. No, you're not wrong. I am not wrong. It's reject font for sure. It's reject font for sure. <laughs> uh, I also found something I think would be good for that single aunt who hasn't had sex in 33 years. And she is longing for companionship. She doesn't want to date. She's not ready, you know. However, she does still want to have fun. And I think Bedroom Candy from Candy Burris' sex toy line would really be beneficial. She has a, so many different options. And you guys, okay. It really does. I was on the website, and there's lots of fun different options, all the sex toys you could ever dream for yourself or your mans or your woman, whoever you're having sex with. Do you, literally. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> she says you can host parties so if you guys would be interested in coming to a party that i host and i'm selling bedroom candy sex toys let me know if you'd be interested because i think this could be a real success for me like that could be like my side hustle like once this podcast totally takes off i'm gonna need some disposable income and i think selling sex toys could be like you know how back in the day housewives used to do like pampered chef parties yeah this would be yeah totally I to- I'm gonna secret that out for you. <laughs> this is my new Avon. I now <laughs> wait, but like remember Avon ladies when they would make it big, they get like a pink Cadillac. What do yes. you what do you think you'd get from Bedroom Candy? Um, one of those like uh, Oscar Mayer Wiener bands. Like it's kind of Freudian, <laughs> but it's like pink and bedazzled. Yes, exactly. Where it's like. Big dick on wheels. You're you're an amazing saleswoman, Megan. <laughs> oh my god. We're talking about um big ugly dicks. Uh, that just reminds me of PK because he looks like a big ugly dick. Oh, uh, oh I went there. I went there. So okay, gross. well, this is my gift idea for your hot nanny or like the millennial in your family. Um Beverly Beach by Dorit. If you, they do not have a holiday discount, however, if you go to beverlybeachpadre.com, they do have a holiday tab. And under their holiday tab, there are two pictures of Dorit, both of which I'm not sure if this is actually a photo of the real life Dorit or if this is like her 
knock off Madame Tussauds like wax model. Um, but under the holiday tab, and not really sure how this relates to holiday, but Beverly Beach Jeff Bedry is now selling anti-blue light glasses for $32. Oh, so They're, she got like a 12-pack from China, and now she's reselling them. Yep, <laughs> exactly. She also bought in bulk from China three-piece hair clip sets, um, which she's selling for $22. Uh, and then she's also selling some knotted headbands for $20. So those are apparently the holiday selections from Beverly Beach by Uh Yeah, I think it would be – and apparently they ship in like 8 to 10 weeks. So there you go, just in time for <laughs> – Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to receive your Christmas present in 2022, you buy something from Beverly Beach by Dorit. Exactly. And don't try and go to their offices because they are no longer there. (laughs) Well, I have a gift idea for that college graduate in your life. They graduate in May, so they're still drinking like cheap beer, boxed wine. I think if you gift them the fancy AF cocktail book by Tom and Ariana from Vanderpump Rules with the help of iconic podcaster Danny Pellegrino, I think that would be a really great way to elevate their drinking. So they could be mixing up like a some sort of mule like a moscow mule a mexican Mm. mule not to trigger leanne or anything um but i definitely think it could be very good for the the new bartender coming into 20 the 20 you know they're turning 21 they've never had a drink before and i think this would be a great gift (laughs) i love it i love it well my next gift is for your basic bitch bff and uh, we were just talking about our girl, Bethany. And so, you guys, if you go over to shopskinnygirl.com, they are currently having the 12 Days of Christmas sale. There are lots, and I mean lots, of cropped jeans in multiple colors and designs on sale. Um, one of my personal faves is the studded skinny ankle jean in the Inwood color, uh, <laughs> which apparently was regularly priced at That is correct. $150 for skinny girl jeans. Wow. But now it is currently on special for $67.28. Yep. And these are bedazzled down the the edge of your thigh down to your ankle. And it looks like, like a graduated, like the bedazzles start big and then get smaller. It's, it's a look. This sounds like fashion. I just, I could hear fashion when you describe this. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is quite the, uh, yikes. Oh, and you do, you do get free shipping on all orders over a hundred dollars. So you're going to have to buy two of these pairs of jeans, but you do get free shipping. <laughs> is there any way that you can buy skinny girl jeans from the same website where I could buy skinny girl popcorn? Because that is literally my dad's favorite popcorn. And he never knew <laughs> that it was related to Bethany. So casually, like two months, probably like a month ago when I was home for Thanksgiving, I was like, Ooh, like I want a snack. He's like, I've got skinny girl popcorn in the cupboard. I'm like, pardon me? I'm like, are you trolling me? Like, what are you saying? And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, it's delicious, low-cal. And I was like, uh, okay. And then now I have had Skinny Girl popcorn. They sell it at Ralph's. If you need, you know what? It probably would be cheaper for me to go buy it at Ralph's right now, fucking ship it to you from LA, and you'd get it in like three days <laughs> than it would for you to like buy it. Which, by the way, I am perusing, as you're saying this, shops, shopskinnygirl.com, 
And you're right. They don't have the food on here. They have beauty, intimate clothing and jeans, candles, candles, gift cards, and that's it. But no, no popcorn. So the answer to your question is no, no, you cannot. And I, I really do think that you'd be better off with me going buying it or else and shipping it to you. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) That'll be my Christmas gift. (laughs) So my next gift on the gift list is for the sugar baby in your life. Let's say you have a friend who is 27 and she's dating a 59 year old. He's very rich. She should reach out to Vicki Gunvalson at Kodo Insurance because evidently life insurance is only $6,000 a year. So this young sugar baby should take the gift that you're giving to her, which is a lifetime of money from this person who might be dying soon. Like I want this like to be an Anna Nicole Smith situation where they marry at 59 is too young, 81. <laughs> is the age of someone where I think they could really make a nice killing and a good nest egg from the life insurance from this old person. So I'm just trying to look out for the young person in your life. Yes, I like it. I like it. Well, my next gift, I think would be a great gift for maybe like your housekeeper, your assistant, your nail lady. Um, <laughs> I'm actually seriously considering this gift for all of my husband's aunts because it's Persian style, which might be a surprise. But you guys, Lynn Curtain Cuffs, go to lynncurtain.com. Their Black Friday sale apparently is still in effect a month later. Use coupon code BLACK. That's right, coupon code BLACK for 25% off your entire order. And she has more than cuffs now, you guys. She has necklaces. She has earrings. My favorite cuff, though, is the Fierce Cuff. It retails for $120, but I'm going to use coupon code BLACK for 25% off. And uh, the picture of it is quite, I mean, it is a, well, it's available in silver, gunmetal, or 24-karat gold-plated. So it is just gold-plated, but, you know. Um, And it's like that standard lion head you usually will see. Let's say you're driving through the flats in Beverly Hills and you see a Persian excursion house, which we all know what they are. They have all like 82 columns, bunch of lions. Um, It's okay. I can say this because my husband's relatives all live in these fucking houses with all (laughs) the fucking lions. Um, So I think it'd be great for like your Persian friend. And you can also get it rhodium plated, regular plated, or matte. Wow, she's really doing the most with the. She really is. Rhodium plated. Wow. Rhodium plated. I know, I know. It says it's a two inch cuff and it fits most wrists, but I don't know. The picture, it's really hard to judge the scale from this picture. It looks like it maybe was placed on like a piece of cardboard and (laughs) taken a picture. Yeah, it's very blurry. I feel like it she is might, very blurry. Like, I wonder if she definitely doesn't have the iPhone 11. That's that's confirmed. No, but, no, I, this is maybe like an iPhone, an iPhone six. Oh my god, it's a little well, pixelated. For the creepy brother in your life, you can get a membership to one of Lynn's daughter's like porn sites because she has like a subscriber-based oh. porn uh, website. Look at so, her entrepreneur. That could be really good for a, a male or a female in your life who is into, I guess, online sex. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm going fucking delirious. <laughs> oh my god. Well, my last gift is for your East Side friend. If maybe you have a friend who lives in Los Feliz or Silver Lake. Yes, I'm being judgmental. Sorry. <laughs> um, and that would be Tamara's 
CBD products. And, uh, yeah, if you, if you, uh, care to purchase one on their website, they also have a 12 days of gifting special, which if you buy one gift, okay, there's lots of rules, which I totally, I don't totally understand. I'm actually still kind of confused, but apparently you have to buy one. It says buy one gift one, but Okay, it says make a purchase by 1220, which is in a couple days, and you get a free 500 milligram tincture, T-I-N-C-T-U-R-E. Do you know what that is? It's like a, it's like a droplet, you know, like a little jar that you would like then oh, have like the like little dropstick. Dropstick so usually, under your tongue? Yeah, so yeah, oh, it's like that. Oh, that's like what we give to our dog. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay, so great. So then maybe you give that to your, okay, great. So yeah, everyone, there you go. I wouldn't buy anything Tamara was ever selling. However, I am a fan of CBD and all of the cannabinoid family um, and think that would be a great gift. You guys, I would love Tamara's CBD. So send that over. (laughs) And Megan's address is. Yeah, right. I finished off the show with my address. But Jess, this was such a great episode. I hope everyone enjoys this. I hope the holiday season brings people joy uh you guys should all be really like giving and joyous and leave us like five star reviews on both of our shows as like christmas and hanukkah presents i think that's fair right totally totally and i would like to listen i am almost coming up on my one year podcast anniversary yay so thank you all for listening and subscribing and being part of our housewives happy hour and go i hope you all enjoyed some type of like skinny girl sangria maybe some rona ramona pinot grige mm. with yeah. <laughs> vicky's vodka vicky's vodka if you can find vicky's <laughs> vodka please let us know <laughs> thanks for listening Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. 